In the book, Ena, yeah, uh, Church Uniting in Prayer, one of the opening statements I make is that I believe that the church is reclaiming its rightful place with regards to this weapon of prayer that God has given us. You must never ever underestimate the power of prayer. Of course, we need to pray in accordance with God's word. We need to learn the principles. But Jesus wasn't just making a statement when he said, my house shall be a house of prayer. And it's not a coincidence that Jesus himself spent so much time in prayer. The early church followed in those footsteps. There's just something about prayer which I believe we have as yet to come into even a fuller understanding of this particular weapon. Tonight, we want to talk and continue on the stone of the strategic level spiritual warfare. However, in specifically, we want to talk about praying over territories. Whether it's praying over your home, your business, your communities, or praying over the nation. I want to share with you principles that are very important, and I don't want to go back to the four strategies we covered yesterday. It's a warfare because it's unkelanako. But how do we effectively, and underline the word effectively, pray over territories? Again and again, Baheso, as I have said to you, it's great to see people who God has changed and they've encountered Jesus and they have come off from the dark world where they were really doing evil things and they had declared themselves enemies of the church. And some of them through supernatural powers would go around the world, places, spaces, and cause a lot of harm and a lot of damage. Unfortunately, our world today, generally speaking, seems to dismiss the reality of supernatural influence over territories. Now, there's extremes whereby people become so extreme about these things that they see demons behind every bush. However, we cannot deny the reality that territories come under evil powers and the oppression of demonic forces. We note when Jesus prayed for the men in Gadara that the demons asked him not to send them out of that space. They were asking, don't Expel us, don't cast us out and take us out of this territory. We also read in, in the New Testament about the, the place where Stephen went to preach. And when he came to this place, there was this man by the name of Simeon. Remember Simeon? Who held everybody hostage through his powers so that people were afraid of him. And that's not, that's the same thing today. There are people who are ruling places that people are afraid of. 
Why are you so quiet? Are you afraid of somebody? You don't want to say amen so that they can see you? These things are real. Now, the biggest problem is when, as the church, we are ignorant of those things. And we don't understand the reality of those things. We know it as we go around preaching in different places. There's places when you preach, it's like concrete. It's like when you preach, your words bounce against a, an invisible wall. And you can see the people there are cold. As I've traveled around the world, I can tell you, Barcelona, there's countries that as much as on the economic side and according to the world standard, they may be the most modern, first world, but some of these places, they are the deadest people ever when it comes to spiritual things. People there don't have open heavens. People don't worship like we worshiped here tonight. There's no spontaneity. There's no open heavens. There's no hunger for God. And unfortunately, because we live in these types of atmospheres and environments, we take it for granted. You think it is that way everywhere you go. I remember years ago, you know, it's many years ago. This is, oh my, I think it's in the 90s sometime, when Reinhard Bonke left South Africa and and uh, relocated his offices to Germany. And uh, when, we, we, when we went there, we, he had an, a, a meetings in Frankfurt, I remember, and he hired a, a, a major hall. Now, you must know, Vazalan, here when you say Reinhard Bonge, we pack out stadia. We pack out stadia. There, and this was in the early days when he started, we get to this place in Frankfurt, this major hall, I, I don't think we even had more than 2,000 people. Yeah. And what was worse, that, and, and please, uh, this is what happened. So, Kikupa, if you are, if you are a sensitive listener, Kikupa, And if you are prone to offense, Kikupa, because I'm going to say something that happened. One day, as, as Reinhard Bonke was preaching, this thing in Enali, a balcony, there was a lady who had come into the service sitting right at the balcony. You know, particularly back then, Bazarana, there was this tendency for people in the West to portray Africa as a place full of demons. And that Bonabana demon. Why, why are you not saying amen tonight? Are you, what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? Yeah. But I remember this lady, she was standing right up there and during preaching, she lifted her dress up. I told you if you're a sensitive listener, close your ears. I told you. I already told you. She lifted up her dress and said, Reinhard Bonke, here I want you during the preaching. Yeah. Those were some of the most difficult meetings ever. I mean, I had followed the ministry of Reinhard Bonke for years. The altar calls, if we had if we had a hundred people coming to the front, it was lucky. It was like a brick wall in there. No open heavens. Now we are in Germany, where the Bima comes from, the Merck comes from there. Come on, Tanbetson, Natan Beton, Natalik. 
Audi comes from there. It looks like you're driving an Audi and what and what? Yeah. Maybe I'll stand right here. What else? What else? Volkswagen comes from there. What else? So all the VW, these are people who, uh, we talk about German, German, kind of what? Vorsprachtechnik. You remember? You remember that? Vorsprachtechnik. These are the most advanced people. Sound systems. You know, actually, our sound system is made in Germany. It's one of the best sound systems ever. These are people who are far, very advanced. People are educated there. It's, it's amazing. Everything. You wouldn't think evil spirits would be there. Yeah. And then when you try to run a church there, I mean, I remember the largest churches, things have changed a bit, but the largest churches only had 300 people. Yeah. Yeah. And so I remember some of the people who came to Rema and went to Germany and started churches. The first thing we taught them and we talked to them about is begin to pray. Yeah. Pray over those places because even if little force technique, whatever you are saying. Yeah. And the only way they could have breakthroughs is to be very strong in prayer. I've seen the same thing in France. I've seen the same thing in Switzerland. I've been in many of these places. And over the years, it's been amazing for me to go back and see mega churches. But interesting, they're led by people from the continent. <laughs> but mega churches. And, 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 but the people have learned. But there's also the locals there. And many other parts of the world where the, 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 the word is growing. But people have learned principles of prayer, intercession, and so on. So never underestimate this weapon called prayer. Yeah. It opens up territory. I've said it before, this church, when we moved here in the year 2001, it was, it was nice. Mara, there was something in the air, Ebenyako right. And it, 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 it becomes a tragic thing, Barcelona, when as Christians, we just go on business as usual. And we don't discern what's going on. Now remember, I declared a fast for two weeks. And I'd, I'd come here. We, hadn't, we didn't have this part then. I think the stage in FLR somewhere. So I'd, and I'd get up here and I'd pray. Pray, pray, pray. For several days, pray, pray, pray. Finally, God opened my eyes into the spirit realm. And I saw something sitting over there. Yeah. Exercising oppressive power. You know, so we could have church. We could do, we could go on with, with, with form and tradition, but we couldn't encounter God. Now remember, I, 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 by the authority in the name of Jesus and by the word of God, I gave a command and I said, you get off from there. And for your information, those spirits left, went to some other church that started having problems thereafter. But God didn't tell me to go tell them. No, 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 I'm just telling you, he never gave me the, the, the freedom to go tell them. But I felt very sorry for that church. I felt very sorry. It started having so many problems, that church. So many problems. So, territories come under demonic attack. Yeah. There's houses, say, Tepuka. 
Can you explain to the person next to you what Sikoko is? Sikoko. They just have an eerie, an eerie feeling. Eerie feeling. The spots and places where accidents happen all the time, even if there's nothing wrong with the road. Because the people who are from the other world, they will tell you that these are the spots where they congregate and cast cases there. So that place needs to be freed. Yeah. So these things are there. So if, if God's people don't understand the weapon they have, if you don't understand the importance of prayer, then we will always be limited in how far we go. There are, there are powers of darkness that stop your progress. They block your way. Yeah. So tonight, when, as we talk about effectively praying over territories, I want you to understand it's a serious matter. Again, may I ask, don't see demons behind every bush. And not everything bad is the devil. Right? God will show you. And I want to show you once you know that spirits are involved, this is what you did to do. Right? This place here, before we came here, they used to find a corpse here every month. Women used to be molested here. Rituals were made in the territory. So when we came here, I, I knew we have to. We have to tell the spirits that used to reside here, or we serve you notice. There are new owners. Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes it doesn't just come by one prayer. Sometimes it comes by one prayer, but sometimes you have to stay a little bit more in fasting and prayer. And still use God's word. You don't use other things. Ephesians 6 verse 11 to 13 and verse 18 says, Put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not, excuse me, against flesh and blood. Now I want you to note and underline, but against principalities, everyone say principalities. <laughs> against powers, everyone say powers. powers. Against rulers of the darkness of this world. Somebody say rulers of the darkness of this world. Against spiritual wickedness in higher places. Somebody say spiritual wickedness in higher places. So there are these four tiers. All right? Principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in higher places. The spirit world has rank. And it's, it's organized like an army. I will not go into details on that. Verse 13 says, for that reason, take unto you the whole armor of God. So that you should be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all or having fought to a standstill to stand. Verse 18 says, praying always. So I said to you earlier that as you read this in context, it gives that impression that not only do you need to stand against the devil in your daily life, in what the other areas, but also the reason we put on the armor is to put the armor on 
to prepare ourselves for a battle in our daily work, but mostly in our prayer life. Therefore, we need number one. I'm going to give you three points tonight. One, we need to remember that the effects of our prayers will be over four realms of spiritual influence. Four realms. Ephesians talks about principalities. What are principalities? Principalities are evil spirits that hold the highest and the loftiest position of rank and authority. These are like princes that are over nations, over countries, over regions. Like we see in Daniel 12 to Daniel 14, when he prayed, the prince of Persia withstood him and stood against his prayers. However, he continued praying, didn't stop praying, and God sent reinforcement And when the angel finally came, the angel says, I came here because of your words. Oh my goodness. I see God working because of your words. So we have principalities. These are spirits that are over, that are the highest. Then we have what it's called powers. These describe a lower or a second level group of evil beings or evil spirits. These other ones, when you study well, have received delegated authority from Satan. For instance, in Acts chapter 8 verse 9, the reference I made, the spirits that ruled Samaria, these were of a lower rank. So you can have cities, communities that have spirits that rule, or you can have a place where someone in the world of evil spirits or somebody given to the world of darkness, controlling the whole place. And people become aware of that person and they become afraid of them. And they're the ones who come to you and say, if ever you can do this, I'll do such and such. And people listen. Thank you for your amen that behaves like he doesn't know what I'm talking about, so it's okay. Then we have rulers of the darkness of this world. This is the third level. Very interesting, when you read it in the original, these rulers of the darkness of this world, speak, it depicts raw power that has been harnessed and put into order. This phrase is used to picture military camps where young men were assembled, trained, turned into a mighty army. Note this. We know that young men have got strength, raw power, However, that raw power is channeled. And after rigorous training, that raw power is converted into an an organized, disciplined army. And and, and, let me just share this with you. This is important for you to note. See, what people don't understand is that when they have a situation and they go consult someone, and someone says, we will take care of this, right? And they say, no, after this one man, that thing stopped. What they don't know, even if that thing stops, a new thing comes in place. Because the person in question uses evil powers of a higher rank 
to take out whatever condition is there which is a lower rank in the spirit. So the person might, something might stop, but something else starts. So it becomes a vicious cycle. It just never stops. But you see, if the Son of Man sets you free, you are free indeed. Yes, you don't have to. You are free indeed. You don't have to come back. And you are locked into this vicious cycle where every time you ulo taba, ulo patala, it's just a cycle of and, and the problems are already failing. So these rulers of the darkness of this world is demonic spirits that are trained like troops and they are put in rank and file, given orders and assignments and they are committed to kill. These are the same ones when Jesus says Satan has desired to sift you as wheat. So these ones have been trained. They have a special mission, but they are lower ranking. So you find that in Luke 22, verse 31. Are you learning something tonight, everybody? And then we have the fourth rank, which is spiritual wickedness in high places. Wickedness depicts something that's bad, vile, vicious, malignant, hateful, or malicious. In other words, these are demonic spirits that afflict humanity. Almost like the woman who had bowed over with the spirit of infirmity. These are demonic spirits that bring sickness, disease, accidents, all kinds of things. They are bad, they are vile, they are cruel, they are vicious. But interesting enough, the Bible says if we take on and if we put on the armor of God, these four tiers of demonic powers can be dealt with. Yeah. Ah, I don't hear your amen tonight. Yeah. As long as you put on the whole armor of God. So that leads me to my second point. Therefore, before you engage in prayer warfare, clothe yourself in the full armor of God. Romans 13 Verse 12 to verse 14 says, I love this one. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Therefore, for that reason, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Here's the point, and I want to say it again. Forget about spiritual authority if upila kamabata. If you have a Magwekwe spiritual life, forget about authority. You can never deal with the powers of darkness when you yourself live in darkness. Yeah. No, 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 Basalana. No, 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 no. We have to emphasize this. Because you see, the Christian community today is misunderstanding this thing. It's misunderstood. People think they can live anyhow. They can do whatever. Violate God's word. And then stand against Satan. And that's why I was saying the other day. I don't want us as the body of Christ to be reduced to just a noise making group that can't change its generation. Because it takes spiritual power, Basalwana, to change generations. Yeah. It takes spiritual power. To move into places where there's no churches. 
overcome demonic spirits in that place. Plant a church that's a thriving church. Ah, it takes power. It takes power. It takes power for people to come into the gospel and be sustained as young people and grow up in the fear of the Lord and grow up as men and women who fear God without going back. It takes power. Yeah. But we're in, a, we're in an era of a lot of noise-making people. Just like it is in the social media world where there's a lot of tweeting, a lot of posting, a lot of whatever, but when you analyze what's said out there, there's no, there's no weight. There's no weight. It's just noise, but it doesn't change. You know, people engage on an issue on social media. They think, you know, you must, you must say something. And after you've said something, so what? So, so what? Because you don't go and solve anything. I, I respect the person who goes and solves something. But they go and solve something. Look at your neighbor and say, tonight the old Tutsinkatenkari bishop who knows your address or something like that. I don't know. The night is fast spent. What does it mean? You're a Christian now. You used to live in the night. But now you have moved into day. The day is at hand. For that reason, cast off, throw away the works of darkness. And then put on the armor of light. Hey, we are ready for warfare here. <laughs> We're ready for warfare. Verse 13. Let us walk properly. As in the day. Not in revelry and drunkenness. Not in lewdness and lust. Not in strife and envy. Verse 14. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ. And make no provision for the flesh. So let's break it down for you. So what it means then, A, ensure that you have put on the whole armor of God. Why? Because when you put on the whole armor of God, you protect it. But you can't put on the whole armor of God for as long as you are running around in darkness. So forsake darkness, walk away from darkness, don't try to be trendy, don't try to be relevant. Just live right. Live a holy life. Yeah, just live a holy life. Let them say whatever. Remember, Basalan, Babuwa, Mara, they can't deal with principalities and powers. They, they can't cast out one devil. So the demons don't respond to them. The demon says, Jesus we know, Paul we know, Mara we know, who are you? No, dog, you can't, man. You're chilling with us, dog. Come on, man. Yo, bro, you can't, man. Yeah. So, ensure that you put on the armor. B, depend on the Lord's strength. This is important, Basalam. Remember, we put on the whole armor of God. 
Romans 13 says we are putting on Christ. What makes it work is not who we are, what church we belong to. What makes it work is not how many years we have been born again. What makes it work is because it is Christ in us, the hope of glory. Ephesians 6.10 says, finally, I'm reading the Amplified Bible. Finally, in conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Be empowered through your union with him. Draw your strength from him. That strength which his boundless might provides. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What makes you strong is that you're a child of God. You're born again. Your sins are forgiven. And you put on the armor of God and you have the name of Jesus. You're not using your strength. See, submit yourself to the authority of God's word. Mama Lambazar, this is so important. I've talked about this. <laughs> the spirit world understands the difference between dynamis and exousia. There's a difference between explosive power and authority. Explosive power, miraculous power, can be overcome by delegated power. Jesus says to the disciples, I give you power over all the power of the enemy. He says, I give you exousia over all the dunamis of the enemy. Amen. Because the spirit world works on authority and rank. When others come from a higher rank, the lower rank has to obey no matter how it feels. For that reason, when you submit yourself to God's word, and you are submitted to God, James 4, 7 says, submit yourself to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Why? Because when you, when you submit yourself to God, the authority that God gives for you to exercise over the dynamics of Satan works. So when you come and say, in Jesus' name, even if the devil knows you've been a Christian for one year, even if he knows that you're only born again for two months, he can't say no because when you stand in authority, you're not standing in who you are. There is a force that is backing you up on the behind. Just like when you're driving down the road, and this 16-year-old or 18-year-old or maybe let's say 21-year-old traffic cop, very small, very, you know, petite, runs into the middle of the road and sticks up a small onion hand to stop you and you're driving an 18-wheeler Oshkosh truck and she comes and just stands in front of the truck. Mamelang, the truck is bigger than her. The truck can run her over. The truck can kill her in one minute. But the reason you come to a screeching heart is not because of who she is, but because of what she represents. Hey, you represent the kingdom of heaven. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, you stand in the name of Jesus. Jesus.
Jesus who defeated Satan. Jesus who threw down principalities and powers and he made an open show over them and he triumphed over them in it. Jesus who went down into the citadels of hell and he was raised with power and all the demon powers couldn't stop him from being raised. And he says, all power, all authority has been given unto me. Go therefore in my name. Run into the road, stick up your hand and say, See, when you stand in authority, when you submit yourself to God, then authority works. And the kingdom of God backs you up because you've submitted yourself to God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tell, 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 tell five people you, you, you are more dangerous than you are aware of. You, you. Five people tell them you are more dangerous, more dangerous. Tell them you are more dangerous than you thought. Tell another five, we are more dangerous than what we thought. We, we are more dangerous than what we thought. We have heaven backing us up. Can you imagine? You have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost backing you up. You've got the angels of heaven backing you up. Watch out, devil, here we come. Submit to the authority of God's word and your exousia will work. You know, I must share this, Barcelona. When I went to, I went to two Bible schools, as you have, you've heard me say it before. The first one was at Apostolic Faith Mission. I'm coming from the United Reformed Church. I got born again when I was at school. Got filled with the Holy Spirit when I was at school. Received the call of God. And they advised me at the United Reformed Church to go to a Pentecostal college. Yeah, so I end up in AFM <laughs> in Soshanguve as a student there. And I remember there was this month. I think it was, a, I think it was a month of November. You know, I'm learning these things. I mean, then we didn't know anything about faith teaching, Kenneth Hagin. We didn't know, you know. And, and I remember I was reading the, the, the book of Ephesians and I went through the book of Philippians and then I came to the epistle, yeah, Peter, you know, and I, and I started reading and all of a sudden, it just so happened that I started learning about this authority thing and because there were books, Bishop Macheti, you know, I went to our library and I studied these words and everything. And now you must remember, ne? I'm from a mainline church. I had never seen in my life, one devil being cast out. Yeah, you must know. You, you, you do. And, and, and when, you, when you don't know that demons exist, you don't, you, 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 anyhow, I don't think more. Nevertheless. So, so I'm reading all this, and not only did I read it like we shared on Tuesday, I think it was, or Wednesday when I said, don't just read the word, meditate on the word. Remember? You remember, eh? 
and speak it over your life. Why? Because, uh, like a laser beam, the word of God gets imprinted on your spirit. And because, and, and it's in times when you are in crisis where the Holy Spirit kind of reminds you of what you read. Do you understand what I mean? He goes into your spirit, into the reservoir of your spirit, and he brings up what you need to deal with. So here I am. We used to preach, you know, on the streets, and we used to go to Marabastad. I don't know how many of you know Marabastad. You young people would say, hey, ho hectic, ho hectic, Marabastad. <laughs> so here I am, I'm preaching at Marabastad. There's a team of us, but I'm preaching, and I make an altar call, you know. And I think it was five people or ten people came to the front. So as they came to the front, I, I, I had them to close their eyes, and I'm leading them to Christ. So I closed my eyes, which I have learned since. Jesus said, watch and pray. So you close one eye, you open it, so, so you watch and pray. Yeah. So, so as I was praying, I just heard this deep, eerie, loud, rude, angry male voice talking to me in a hateful way. When I opened my eyes, there was this lady charging towards me. Her eyes were, it was like something in her eyes. If looks could kill, I would have died on the spot. <laughs> and she's charging towards me and the demons are speaking through her. That you've come here to disturb us and all kinds of things. And in other words, it took me off guard because I had my eyes closed. When I opened my eyes, she was here. <laughs> so, so, you know, on instinct, you, I've never seen this before. So I, 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 I. But funny enough, as I was, I then remembered, you know, that's what I found funny. The Holy Spirit brought to memory what I had been studying for the last few weeks. And, and just spontaneously, I just, Pointed at her and I said, Kamalika so boom. And to my utter amazement, she fell to the ground. And the demon started coming out of her. Bishop, you know when I went back that night, I thought, even if Ben Balag, Kamalika so still work. On somebody the name. It's not about who you are, it's not about you, it's about the name of Jesus. Somebody say hallelujah. So when she fell down and the demon started coming out, then I came back, man. But then I had to go back to the school. And at night, there was this voice that said, you are one of them. And I'm thinking, hey, what am I going to do? 
Satan uses fear. He's the mastermind. You remember yesterday when you talked about have the presence of mind? A tactic of war where it, it, you, it, it intimidates you that you forget who you are and what you possess. And you just react out of fear instead of reacting out of who you are. But for some reason, as these thoughts were coming, the spirit said, you can bind the power of Satan and go to bed. Because the spirits were saying, we're going to strangle you when you're sleeping. You know those days when you don't want to switch the light off? Look at your neighbor and say, God, the bishop has seen what you have been doing all along. Yeah, yeah. And I remember I, I said, Father, thank you so much for going to bed. Your word says you will give your beloved sleep. And I declare in the name of Jesus, no demonic power will interfere with my dreams. And no power of darkness will strangle me or come into this room. Now I lay me down to sleep. And I slept. And that was my first experience. First experience of, of dealing with demonic powers. And then many other things happened. But I remember plainly this particular time when I went to Cameroon. And we were preaching Thousands of people there, and I made an altar call. And same thing happened as I was praying for people. But this time, I get to say, get this all. Get to watch and pray. <laughs> Funny enough, the people there are French-speaking. At a French-speaking place where we were. Nobody knows English. But these demons addressed me in English. That's when I understood. Yeah, the, the demon said, go back to your country. Go back to your country. You have come here to torment us. Go back to your country. And this person is coming towards me with the eyes. Ah, this time I didn't know. <laughs> I just said, in Jesus' name, you come out of. Same thing happened. Pasalana, the same thing can happen through you. Yeah. yeah, same thing. You don't have to go pay anybody to come and atrosa in or Atlanta in, come on man, you have the name of Jesus, you have the power of God, come on somebody, come on somebody, Oscar, Oscar, this is like a way, now just stand up and say, Tabaloshi, Puma, come on, yeah, put on the whole armor, and depend on the Lord's strength, and number three, and finally, after you've done all those things, learn to pray with fervency. That's another way. Certain things you don't just command. Certain things need sustained prayer until you break the back of the devil. Now, the devil is already a defeated foe. We're not, we're not really fighting with him, technically speaking, because he's already defeated. But what we're doing is to enforce his defeat. And sometimes, Ustabon. So there are certain things that you have to wage warfare in a sustained way. See, some of you, you give up too easily. You pray one prayer, then you stop. You read one verse, then you stop. Certain things was on, you must stay on. This is why even when you read in the Old Testament, some of the things, there's, there's always a then. A then. God says do this then. 
do this then. There's always a then. Sometimes you have to really stay in. Mazalan, when you're praying for your family. I mean, some, some of the things, some of us, we've seen them. Ten years later, you see the results. And I'm going to show you, because this is a trick that the devil plays on people. When it doesn't work in the first year, he says, yeah, your prayers are not working. And this is what I was telling you. Then, then people go consulting other things. Yeah. James 5, 16 to 18 says, confess your trespasses to one another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. And then the next part is what we want to focus on. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Somebody say effective. Somebody say fervent. Prayer. Now note verse 17. Elijah was a man. Somebody say Elijah was a man. With a nature like ours. Say with a nature like ours. Look at your neighbor and say, Elijah was just like you. Yes. Tell the other one, Elijah was just like you. Yes. I like that verse. Before Ereblella, other things. Before Ereblella, anything of this Elijah guy. He was just like you. He was a man of like passion. Like we are. And he prayed earnestly. That it wouldn't rain and it didn't rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again. And the heavens gave rain and the earth produced its fruit. It starts first by saying the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Let me read it to you in the Amplified Bible. Just that verse 16. The earnest, heartfelt Continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available and dynamic in its working. I want to say that prayer changes things. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is the, the, the prayer that makes tremendous power power available. A church wasn't growing, we started praying, it starts growing. A business wasn't working, we start praying, it's working. A family was fighting all the time, we start praying, there's peace and joy. Prayer changes things. Prayer brings God to bear on the situation. Prayer invites God to involve himself with the affairs. Jesus says, your heavenly father knows the things that you need even before you ask him. But after that, he says, ask. Amazing. In other words, even if God sees that things are out of order, he waits for your invitation. Ah, you're not hearing what I'm saying. The effective, heartfelt, continued, earnest prayer hey, of a righteous man. Now the word righteous, let it not throw you. It's, 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 it's a legal term. It means right standing. 
To be in right standing means whoever you are who is an authority figure, you have a right to stand in front of them. You haven't done anything wrong whatsoever. For that reason, they are obligated to give you all that belongs to you. But the issue about our right standing with God, it's not because of what we did. He who knew no sin was made to be sin for us. Yeah, you're not hearing me. When Jesus was hanging on the cross, he became sin for us. He came in our place. He became wrong so that we can be right. Hey, he was rejected by God so that we should be accepted by God. He was forsaken by God so that we can be received by God. Now we have a right standing with God. Not because of what we've done. For by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God. So if you are born again, if you are a child of God, you are righteous. And therefore it says your prayers, your prayers, your heartfelt, earnest, continued prayer makes more power, much power available and effective in its working. You haven't discovered the power that you have because of Christ. So watch this now. For that reason, because now we know that the NS heartfelt con continued prayer yaka makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. Therefore, when I pray, I'm going to pray A, for open heavens over the territory. Whether it's my home, my business, the church, I pray for the church all the time. This church. In my prayer time, Bazalana, you're always on the list. Church is always on the list. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Why? I want that door to stay open. Yeah. Pray for open heavens. In Acts chapter 3, the one I was quoting, they prayed for open heavens. After they had been threatened not to preach in the name of Jesus. They said, now Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto your servants that with all boldness they may preach your word by stretching forth your hand to heal and let signs and wonders be done by the name of your holy child, Jesus. In other words, you are praying that the power of God will continually be released and experienced in the place. See, Basalana, in the other world, they understand these things. convincing. But let me tell you, in the other world, they understand these things. That a continued, and it will, it will connect with one of the points, I'll say it again. But a continued declaration and continued statements on a place, on a thing, in declaring certain misfortunes, finally manifests. So you don't say it once. And with, with them, they, they, they write it down and say it all the time. Because they understand the spiritual law of the power of words that are released. Because it is the words that are released depending on what is said that attracts supernatural powers. So when they put 
curses, incantations, spells. They get your name and they say it again and again and again and again and again. They understand that. And all of that attracts evil powers. But you see, we are in the kingdom of light. (laughs) And we can pray continually that open heavens should remain. So how about they just find a huge palisade wall? They can't go through. They can't. They can't. They just, they just can't. If you but out see, that's about blame about our lawyer. But what's he be laying? But he be laying. But he be laying. Kya lawyer? But he be laying. Kya lawyer? Banzamile. Banzamile. Yeah, it's our words and tots of an antots of an idea of Telacova and idea of a sharp idea. Hey, when over Cleo, it's our kish way. B, pray for people, for us as pastors and for all of us. Let's pray that people should be born again. Basalam, Satan works very hard to blind people to the truth of being born again. Pray for the salvation of people, that people will be born again. See, pray for the broken foundations to be rebuilt. Foundations in our homes. Foundations in our communities. You see, Satan is true to his character. He is a thief. He steals, he kills, and destroys. All that Satan knows to do is to destroy. It's only God who is a builder. So in our prayer, let's pray that the foundations that are broken can be rebuilt. Let me tell you what I mean by this, Basila. I've said it before, I'll say it again. One of the most rewarding things, if I can say it that way, and one of the most encouraging things for me as, you know, having pastored this church for these 40 years, by God's grace, is to meet people that years past came here and everything was destroyed in their lives. Family gone, moral life gone, everything gone. Everything gone. Some of them, I counseled them. Back then when I used to counsel people. Counseled them, spoke with them, everything. But most, most, most of all, they stayed in church, remained in church, listened to the word, practice the word, everything. And then, then they call me, one of them, like the one I told you, the lady I told you about, one day she just called me, and I was in the parking lot. She said, I said Bishop Taubon. Taubon, hey. So I go to her, she's driving this brand new car. You know, Koloi Encha, anybody know that again? And in this car, she's with her two girls. You know, one had Graduated, I think she was uh, an, an accountant or something like that. And then she says to me, Bishop, you won't believe, when I came here, my husband had just left me. And he left me with these two kids who were still, they were not even teenagers at the time. And single-handedly, I had to support my family. She said, but I kept on coming to church. I kept on listening to the word. I kept on, come on now, come on now, come on now. 
come on now come on now come on now come on now Jesus says the thief comes to steal to kill and to destroy he says Mara so I came that they might have life and have it more abundantly somebody shout hallelujah in the house Basalana, I tell you, that day I went home, I was walking on cloud number nine. Because for me, that's one of the best ever rewards that one can ever get. To see how God rebuilds people's lives. But these are the very congregants that in one's prayer time, we pray for every one of you. Oh yeah. Pray for every one of you. God, will you rebuild their lives? I know young men who come from fatherless homes. Some of them, when I met them, they were angry. These are boys that would go out and kill, abuse women. But as they sat under God's word, something happened. And I saw them rising up in their own families that had no father and become the father figure. Ah, come on, somebody shout to the Lord. Because the Spirit of God is able to rebuild. I see God rebuilding in your life no matter what the devil has done. Pray those prayers over your families, over your business. God is a rebuilder. Release the anointing of building. And remember, if you understand the concept of building, don't be in a rush. Don't be in a hurry. Commit to the project. Stay with it. Through thick and thin, stay with it even when you don't see any difference. Stay with it even when they criticize you. Stay with it even when you feel tired. Stay with it. Even, you know, sometimes when you build, you realize there's a mistake. You have to break off. So even if you take one step and five steps backwards, Mara, start again and just move forward when I go higher. Because you are going to get there one day. Hey, I said one day is one day. Stay with it. Pray. And release God's anointing. For the foundations to be rebuilt. Some of you, some of us, we come from homes where there's just, just no order at all. We had no semblance of what family is, what order is. Nothing. Everybody did whatever. Everybody wakes up anytime. There's no time to eat together. Anybody who who's wakes up eats and never leaves anything behind for anybody. People don't relate, give an abamoti, they don't talk, they don't relate, they don't do anything. No, but I'm telling you, Satan destroys the fabric of society. These are not small things. And my goodness, the power of God is able to change all that. I said the effectual fervent prayer, Yahow. Your effective and fervent prayer makes much power available. Dynamic in this working. That after several years, you don't look like the same person you were few years before. When people look at you, they wonder what happened. They wonder who yes. 
about the anointing of God affecting your life and also affecting your neighborhood and affecting your country. In other words, learn to do what Jesus did by employing your it is written ability. Speak the word over the territory and as we learned about our armor Ephesians 6, 17, use the sword of the spirit by speaking God's word over your life, over your family, over the territory. But don't underestimate that. Speak God's word. Speak God's word. Speak God's word. Make those declarations. Stop saying on a party. How on a party? You are blessed. Stop saying isn't as army as a hamburger. Say with your mouth, I'm a child of God and I'm led by the Spirit. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Even if my vision delays, I know it will come to pass. It will surely come to pass. You know why? Because God is not a man to lie. God is not the son of man to change his mind. Whatever he has said about my life will come to pass. Can I hear an amen in the house? Declare it. Say it. Say it over your life. And after you've done all that, believe God and stand your ground for the fulfillment of God's word over your life, your family, your neighborhood, your territory. Wow. Ephesians 6.13, I love it in the Amplified Bible. It says, Take up the whole armor of God so that you may be able to resist and stand your ground on the evil day of danger. And having done all the crisis demands to stand firmly in your place. Personal, after you've done all that God says to do, stand firmly in your place. Stand firmly in your place. And finally, even after you've done this, there'll be times when the Holy Spirit will prompt you to pray certain prayers that are spirit-led. Even if you've used faith, you've made declarations, you've done all these things, there are certain things that are beyond our understanding that only the Holy Spirit knows and understands. For that reason, the Holy Spirit at times may prompt you to pray long prayers that are spirit initiated over a specific situation. Sometimes he might not even tell you. So, learn to follow the promptings of the Holy Spirit as he leads you into prayer. And this is where I say to people, if you're not spirit-filled and tongue-talking, there's a certain level of the strategic level spiritual warfare that you can enter into. 
Because all you can do is to pray with your understanding. For that reason, you can only pray about what you know, what you understand. But there's a whole spirit world out there of things that may never come to your mind and you may never know. But God knows. And he will lead you to pray about those things, even if he might not reveal everything there is to you. I'm always telling you, at least, I won't call you, but I'm always telling them about when we went to Komurutimakakola. Right. I just want to tell you my stories are real. Yeah, yeah. We preached Komurutimakakola, and we were supposed to drive back. Can I get a little and uh, we're supposed to drive back and for some reason we delayed that day for, a, for about an hour, right? One hour. And so one hour later we drive back and we don't know what delayed us. We don't know what delayed us. Usually because it's at night, I want to drive back. It's a long way. You know, I want to be back home. After sometimes we don't even eat. I say, no, no, I'm going home. You know? But that day we sat down, we ate, we fellowshiped. One hour. And I don't know what made me do that. I don't know why he said yes, Leon. So, give more much. And then as we're driving, at a point he gets a phone call from somebody from his cell group. And I could tell from the conversation, or serious. So I'm curious. So I said, Adam contest everything, or I said, no, 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 it was somebody from my cell group. Oh, okay. So he's driving, and we were, who were we with that day? Oh, yes. Yeah, so now I'm sitting in the back. So then they call them again, and then, and then finally, we get to a, just, just like a roadblock. There's a huge accident there. Big accident, Bazawan. Very serious accident. So when we inquire, we, we discover that this accident happened exactly an hour ago. Hey. hey, good job. It was a bad accident, very, very bad. So it took us a while to make our way through there. Finally, then, then, then I remembered, no, I must follow up. You know, I know they were talking to him, Mara, I'm curious. So I said, that cell... What did they say to you? He said, no. When he phoned, he was asking me if we are okay. And when I phoned him second time around, they told me that they had an impression to pray for us. Ah. Ah. We, we, we followed up later, and I think he had involved some of the other cell members. I think he had called other cell members, and they prayed for us. Spirit-initiated prayers. Oh, come on, somebody. Spirit-initiated prayers. For as long as we live and operate in the carnal mind, in the dimension of what we see, feel, taste, smell, and touch, there's a certain realm we'll never be able to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because sometimes things are not working in the church or they're not working in the business. They're not working in the family. Because there are powers that are working somewhere. But because the Holy Spirit knows everything. And he knows that when you get into prayer, you put on all your armor. You put on all your weapons. All of a sudden, you realize you have this burden to pray. You don't know why. You don't know who it is. You don't know where it is. But if you are wise and Tanasakaya, you will give expression to those promptings of the Spirit. And you don't just pray for a short time. You pray until it lifts. You pray until there's a spirit of victory. You pray until there's a spirit of lightness. You pray until you sing in the Holy Ghost. You pray until you have a note of victory. Can I hear an amen in the house? I can tell you story after story after story about what I'm talking about more than once over the years for that reason never ever shut off the promptings of the spirit and please don't postpone or delay them If you find yourself in a place where you cannot give expression to it freely, find a private space to pray. Let me give you this last testimony. Every time when I saw Muruti Kenny standing here during word explosion, I'm being honest with you, Bazalana, I was so emotional because we almost lost him. When he was in Mafikeng, he had a terrible accident. To date that accident, there's no witness. Nobody knows what happened. Two cars collided with each other, and the other person in the other car died. And he almost lost his life. That afternoon, when I went home, I was at home, from nowhere, there was this burden to pray. From nowhere. And I wanted to be aware of us all. You know, sometimes we think when God works, we must see the angel Gabriel. No, 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 no. Or oh, there must be thunder or lightning. No, 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 no. In fact, God works best when you are just normal. Because a lot of the supernatural just happened on people when they were not expecting it. So I was at home and I remember I prayed intensely. Must have been for two hours or three hours. Very intensely. It was, and I knew somebody's life is in danger. Whatever, I prayed hard. And then the burden lifted. But I didn't know what it was. You don't need to know what it is. You understand what I mean? You don't need to know what it is. And then a phone call came. I think it was 8 o'clock in the evening to say he's in the intensive care unit he was involved in a terrible accident. My bishop and I, we drove all the way to Mafikin. And we got there around 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, something like that. It was bad, Barcelona. No, 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 no. It was, it was bad. It was bad. And uh, when the phone call came, when they told me, in my spirit, the spirit said, that's what we're praying about. I remember when we went, we said to the wife, he will survive. 
cut a long story short, he did survive finally. It took him a whole year to be released from hospital, just about. And even after that, it took him another three years just to be okay. That even now, there's still some effect on him. Now, sometimes these things happen, sometimes they don't. And we don't question God why it happened here, why we don't, we don't. But all I'm saying is when God begins to prompt you that way, please don't postpone. Because the prayer of a righteous man makes great power available. Join hands with your neighbor, please, as we pray. We conclude tonight. Yeah, let's all stand on our feet. I think that's the right way to do it. We're closing. We conclude tonight, Father, having learned how to deal in strategic spiritual warfare where we can pray over territories. I pray that this word will be a living reality. For living in a difficult time where Satan has unleashed his, his forces to work against the body of Christ and the world at large. May we be those instruments. That will operate in the spirit world. Whilst we are not going to exaggerate and lie and come up with things that are not there. But at the same time, we are not ignorant of Satan's devices. So I pray that your grace will keep us. I pray that your spirit will continue to work among us. Even as we've prayed this week, I thank you that those prayers are not in vain. I thank you that the territories that have been affected, destinies that have been changed. Thank you for each and every person who has joined in these sessions. From far and near, those who came and physically were there in buildings and those who we're on the social media platforms. That the truth of your word remains. And even for those who will watch this broadcast after all is said and done, I pray that the truths will find lodgment in their spirits. I pray, Lord, that we'll be that generation That will walk and move in the power of God. That indeed we can serve our generation by the will of God. And we can be men and women who turn the world upside down. Not by might, not by power. But by your spirit. Thank you for the open heavens. For the flow of your Holy Spirit upon us and among us. Thank you for the word that you have served us with. 
word was like honey in our mouth. Precious. Thank you for showing us how to use that sword of the spirit. Thank you for equipping us. Thank you that as we go our different and separate ways, Lord, your divine protection on us. And that no weapon formed against us will prosper. And no tongue raised against us will be able to prosper in the name of Jesus. Thank you for all the churches that are represented here. Every ministry, thank you for every business represented here. Thank you for the schools, the hospitals represented here. Thank you for the careers of the different people represented here. Thank you for the families that are represented here. Everybody, God. Thank you for your blessing that rests upon your people in the name of Jesus. Thank you that a new day rises in our lives. Because we've learned what your word has said. We pray that you'll help us to continue in prayer. Not to be dispirited, never to give up. Help us to learn more that we can shut off the workings of the enemy. We can immobilize the workings of the enemy. We can stop the wiles of the devil, oh God. We can, we can release communities from the power of Satan. We can see people released from the evil clutches of evil powers. And we can experience open heavens. And the flow of the spirit of God in increasing measures. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you that you are Lord of lords and King of kings. And to you belong all the glory and all the honor. In Jesus name we pray. And everybody shouted and said. Yeah. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Well, before you go, as you go, actually, as you go, just find five people, ten people, fifteen people, and just say to them, I think the devil better watch out. Here you come. Here you come. Devil better watch out. God bless you, everybody. We'll see you again next time. <laughs>